Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today from Vets Beyond the Uniform, I have Savalani and Dave Beadle. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Ed Clancy, co-founder of Pedal Ahead and Rider Safety Visibility. Welcome, everyone. Hey, Mally. Thank you. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. More than welcome. We are fortunate today to have Ed Clancy, who is an extremely strong advocate for veterans and one of the co-founders of Pedal Head. So, uh, Ed, thanks for joining us today. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about Pedal Ahead? This sounds so exciting, um, what you're doing with veterans in the community in San Diego, and I know you're trying to expand that. Definitely, and it's always great to connect with you guys. Um, as a veteran myself, as an Army veteran, I'm also proud to share that this is a veteran-owned entity. So my interest goes so much further than just being an organization as we're about, if we're not uplifting one another, then we're really um, in in my eyes doing a little bit of a a disservice, if you will. But um, to all of us who have served, it's it's an honor to to be here and, um, and, and to be a part of this group and community. So Pedal Ahead was, Initially brought about about from Marine Corps veteran Nathan Fletcher, who is the county supervisor in San Diego, and we had crossed paths over a number of years about making San Diego the bicycle capital of the world. Not just the small side of making it the best bicycle city in the country, but to think bigger. So, uh, and, and we have a great relationship. You know, a, a bit of fun. Uh, for he being a Marine veteran, myself being the Army, as stated, and having a little bit some competitive bike rides. And he's like, well, what do we do to really get into the communities, distressed communities that creates opportunities, affords those who are struggling in the socioeconomic sector that can have alternative transportation, that can have healthy living, active lifestyles, and it's habit forming, it's transformative that provides a way for to see your hometown and your opportunities in a different light. And so they came up with some grant funding, community enhancement grant funding, where is our initial seed money to purchase 200 bicycles to get into County District 4, create the model, fine tune the model, and, and put 200 people on bikes that to date have ridden 36,000 miles over just about three months. And the bottom line and the testimonial is that we're getting responses on how lives have been transformed, whether it be job finding, going to your work, getting exercise, the mental and physical stress relief from isolation and the, the, the current state of the pandemic, 
Um, it's it just countless. There's so many positive unintended consequences from the supervisor's vision, from our ability to activate and to say, you know, our experience in structure and management and mission from the military has been and has been prominent in my eyes for um, the the success that we've achieved in this short period of time. And there's only more. We're looking at 200 more bicycles to purchase. We have over 600 applicants on a wait list. And the again, the testimonials and the success stories are countless. You know. I think this is great what you're doing, Ed. And of course, we right now we're in this pandemic, right? And and everybody's restricted. They can't go to work. They can't go to meetings. So, I would imagine the uh, pedal ahead program is giving everybody a good, uh, let's call it a stress relief. Let's call it a way to get yep. outside, keep your distance, but still, you know, have some type of association. How are you seeing that work, especially with this COVID uh, situation? Well, undoubtedly, I, and I, I'll give you a few examples. There's a, um, a young lady retired from aerospace, and I call her young lady because of her vibrancy and excitement and uh, for life and just a, a, a great soul who moved to San Diego, retired from aerospace engineering to care for her ailing mother. And she says, Ed, if it wasn't for this bicycle and – to get a break from the home care and the stress of watching my, and her mother was, was had other complications, uh, not COVID related, but she's like this, the ability to go ride five miles, 10 miles. I rode over to the hill on the other side of my neighborhood that I've never seen before, even after being around the area for 30 some odd years with my mother living locally. So that, you know, it has been such a great mental and, and physical um, relief to get outdoors, new adventures, explore a little bit. There are social components that our participants are experiencing because if I'm going out for a ride and my neighbor's going for a ride and we have a little chat, at least we're able to do so safely, but also to get a break from the, you know, the, the new being inundated by news of, this struggle and that struggle. Um, and again, that's one of the positive unintended consequences. Um, and, you know, as I stated earlier, those who are working and bicycling to work are doing so safely and they're saying, Hey, this is great. I should have done this a long time ago, but I'm glad I'm doing it now. And the, I'm going to keep doing this because I see, not only a personal contribution, but a contribution to my larger community as well. So that's, I love it. I love it. And as I said just before as the show was starting, I'm trying to get my old butt back onto a bike and um, pedaling, pedaling a regular bike, uh, I found out was, was not quite as, as not enjoyable or efficient as I thought it was. So I'm looking into this electric bike program too. But so is this something that maybe the VA would be looking at because we have a lot of veterans um, with, that are suffering from maybe PTSD, just maybe stress, maybe anger management. This seems like it would be a good program. Has the VA shown any interest in, in pedal ahead or supporting it? Well, definitely it's an organization we want to have a conversation with. And, you know, 
our as I mentioned, our 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 focus, our narrative, our mission has been on healthy living, active lifestyles, exercising that. And for to give a little bit of background on our participants, we have Vietnam veterans, Desert Storm veterans, those from Af- uh, Afghanistan, um, active duty personnel from the military, uh, you know, uh, disabled veterans who are part of the program. So we have such a great audience um, of men and women who have served or are serving that are definitely showing that they're benefiting from this program. And I should say that one of the key aspects of our program is data capture. And everybody who participates, they log into the rides, they, we get that information, we keep it in-house, we analyze it and when they're riding, how they're riding, how often, what mileage they're doing, that very much ties into the mental and physical health components. And with the VA and other organizations, we'd like to do is have a standalone program that would be pedal ahead by Veterans Administration where we take an audience specifically for that group and show the countless benefits that are being obtained um, and uh, um, being able to, to further that within the respective uh, institutions. Can these bikes, so as we focus maybe on, on disabled riders, can these bikes be um, retrofitted or equipped for maybe people with disabilities to use? Is that something that you're looking at doing? Well, there's limitations um, on adaptability for bikes. I have seen through other charitable organizations, uh, whether it be handlebars or pedals, um, I'm not completely familiar in that space, but, you know, as an optimist, anything is possible. And, but, you know, I'd also share that we do have a couple of participants that are using these, the program and the bike specifically for therapeutic purposes. Another gentleman had uh, major back surgery, uses a cane and is almost daily walking, but he gets on the bicycle and he's one of our, our high mileage participants that the therapy and the movement, the cadence of the, you know, the cycle is is helping in exponentially. Another component, another participant is diabetic. And the doctors ask him, well, what are you doing? Because all I see are your signs are getting better. So there's so many ways and so many things that we can look at from the physical and emotional standpoint to increase the, uh, the individual health. Anything's possible. I mean, you know, we're, our, our motto is yes. <laughs> well, oh, I want to say that is um... – you know, if anybody looks at Ed's um, profile on LinkedIn, he says that NO doesn't mean no. It stands for new opportunity, and that that's, looks like that's exactly the, the model that you're following with, with um, Pedal Ahead. That's correct. Hey, Ed, Dave Beetle here. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Ed, so um, I, gotta, I want to approach this from, from kind of a different perspective. So um, it's, it's fantastic to hear all the benefits that people are getting out of this. Um, I'm a former recovering cyclist myself. I'm also an exercise physiologist by training, so I understand kind of what all this goes. But I'm really curious as to what is attracting people to want to be participants in your program in the first place, because they may or may not, I'm guessing, know 
what benefits they're going to get out of this. Like I said, there's a lot of unintended consequences. So what's bringing people right. to you initially? Well, there, there's the pros and cons to that. Primarily the pro is San Diego is sunny 360 days of the year. And mm-hmm. the, the, the downside is that there's so many other activities to do. But we've been able to drive a wedge between the two because we got uh, initial funding of, from a, a private investor for emissions reductions as part of the program. And if you look at pedalaheadsd.org, we calculate on a weekly basis how many emissions are being reduced. But the other side of it is that these bicycles are at no monetary cost to the participants. And I, I'm, I'm staying away from the word free because, as we know, nothing is free. Um, right. There is a value that has to be returned, which is data capture and a commitment to ride 1,800 miles a year. It doesn't matter if you do five miles a day, 20 miles a day, 375 miles a month, or 600 miles a month. Your the participant commitment is share the data, do the mileage. At the end of two years, they keep the bicycle. So, again, going back to the appeal is that we were uh, we were providing electric bikes that people generally wouldn't buy because of budgetary reasons or, um, in general, unfamiliarity. Because we have mm-hmm. seventy plus percent of the participants are new riders. Um, so, but putting the bicycle out there at no cost with the tangible, um, the, 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 the tangible commitments has created a really great partnership between us and our participants for getting a bicycle, trying it out, loving it, changing their habits and, um, further committing to, to, um, uh, you know, meet their goals and and um, do something that hasn't been done before nationwide. No, that's really cool. Yeah. So another part of this, and again, I'm a recovering cyclist myself. I currently, have relocated to the to the East Coast, so I'm no longer a San Diego person. But um, riding around San Diego as uh, over the years, it certainly got more and more crowded, more challenging, I think, for cyclists. What are some of the things that you're doing on the rider safety side? Well, and thank you for asking that because that uh, our organization, Rider Safety Visibility, is the not-for-profit that uh, owns, runs, manages, pedal ahead. Rider safety visibility was born out of the fact that everybody's – I say everybody. It's, I'd say the bike industry and advocates are look, overlooking the obvious like Dave, like Ed, like soon to be Paul, and we'll get Mally and everybody else. Um, That's we, funny. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, 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 breathing the fresh air is, is life, uh, you know, and the, the rider component is that if we're out there on our bikes anyway, we're using existing infrastructure and, that doesn't mean that we need $15 billion or $15 million to put in protected bike lanes. As cyclists, we are taking these things that, we, that come naturally, that self-protection, self-preservation, to enjoy our rides, whether it's on-road or off-road. 
So we go into the stores and we buy the helmets and fluorescent vests and socks because it increases your biomotion by 14% for both oncoming and opposing traffic. Um, we use friendly hand signals to alert people that we're riding. All of that is natural as far as rider safety visibility is concerned. What I'm getting at, bureaucrats and advocates to get so tied up in the need is the actual want doesn't happen in real time for ourselves, our self-preservation, nor interacting with our local bike stores. Bike stores, the, the IDBs, independent bicycle dealerships, benefit the most from rider safety visibility because we're not expecting those voodoo bureaucratic dollars to come in when in real time we can put lights on our bikes. 47% of bicycle accidents happen during the day, which to me says 53% happens at night where less than 60% of the population is cycling. So mm -hmm. it's all these little nuances that rider safety visibility brings about that can make cycling safer if we just get out of that, uh, and pun intended, broken broken wheel of this is what we need, where what we actually, what we really want is education, supporting our independent bike op dealerships, and putting people on bikes in a safe, active mode. Um, so that's the long way of saying when we provide bicycles to our participants and pedal ahead, they have uh, top-of-the-line helmets with, with MIPS, uh, you know, current technology for extra protection. We provide our cyclists with um, chargeable bike lights, 200 to 500 lumens. Um, we do provide bicycle shoes if needed. Uh, also, a reflective vest by Aeroware, a bicycle lock, and um, and you know, of course, the uh, our number one component to to accompany this is the communications. That if anybody needs anything at any time, we make ourselves available. Um, one of the other, you know, like we're thinking of how can we be better servants to those who we're serving, and so we provide them with all the safety gear and then some to know that when they need that additional support, they're, they're not going to hear a, they're not going to get a voicemail or a empty response. Hey, Ed you, Ed, you also have, I think what's called the pedal ahead young adult education course. And I imagine is this course for those new newbies that are just getting onto bikes and don't really understand stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What you guys offer? It is, definitely. And we're working with San Diego uh, City College, Mesa College in particular, where youth education is, is about fostering these youth for both job training, life skills, transportation alternatives. So to us, it's a combination and it's, it's, a, uh, a, it's an opportunity to, to provide all the tools necessary to get the young adults into their working career, whether it be an internship, mentorship, uh, temporary position, or full-time positions, and how we can provide more opportunities to them. Um, Mesa College has a fantastic program of, you know, career training, job training, and this is where you take your degree when you're done with us. And what we've also done is partnered with a uh, uh, hiring firm, uh, Manpower um, Human Resources, and 
providing yet another outlet for this group of young adults to look at, hey, I can get a temporary job here or a part-time job there. So in a sense, we're bringing in all our networks. Um, another one is Adams Avenue Business Association with over 600 businesses that they will take any application, anybody interested in working in community-based organization, introduce them to their businesses that may foster an internship, mentorship, or job. Um, it, it's all about changing the social economic opportunity for participants of the program, even those who are not participants of the program, as I mentioned with Mesa College, to give these kids, these young adults, a chance to say, hey, there is something out there. Here's some information. We're going to walk you through it. Um, and, you know, let's make the best of current circumstances and where you can um, provide for yourself, provide your, for your family, and getting to the workforce. Another organization we're working with is Workforce Development that has a great uh, young adult uh, outreach program. They focus more so on the, the high school kids. Um, so it's from 18 to 26-year-olds. We've also received grant funding from San Diego Gas and Electric to primarily foster young adults. And so we're, we're very lucky, happy, and fortunate to be in this position to at least provide a, a, an extra service to those looking to get into the uh, getting to the work field and and how they can um, uh, hopefully influence their own socioeconomic circumstances. Awesome! That that really is incredible, and it, uh, it's great to hear that work being done with with the community and uh, especially the younger folks. I know one of the things that we we talked about a little bit touched on is that you know how this has been a strong driver to the veteran community. Are there similar mm -hmm. things within some of the stuff you're seeing in terms of um, helping the veterans in their job situations? So we we'll, we'll talk about this is targeting distressed communities. Um, mm -hmm. Do the participants in, in Pedal Ahead get some of that benefit that you just described for the youth? Absolutely. It's uh, w Anything that we're doing is open to all participants of our program. Um, I, you know, I, I – as you can imagine, I, I try to temper my bias for veterans, but, um, <laughs> the, you know, and I, to my business partner's credit as well, who's, uh, who is not a veteran, but he's incredibly supportive of the community from his family's experience. We, you, you know, we're, we're all in. Um, if anybody, as I said, in customer service, which is a big issue for us, it's human service. Um, Nathan always uh, likes to say about, you know, public service is, is the best service that, that you can, um, that you can expose yourself to. We take all of that veterans, you know, again, are, um, are, are near and dear to our hearts. And again, if there's a specifically a veteran organization like the VA, like veterans village or whomever, we want to be able to bring this program into their organization and show how their, those lives can be influenced, the habits can be changed, and, um, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got to go back to the, to the bike a little bit because I know one of, the time, one of the challenges that we always had when I was trying to promote bicycle usage at a, at a corporate level was just, the preconceived notions that people had about this whole biking community thing. So I know you said they're electric bikes. Can you tell us a little bit about 
the bikes themselves? Because I think when you say cycling to work and bicycling to a lot of people, all they, they think about is, you know, these rickety looking bicycles, road bicycles, and a bunch of people wearing spandex um, and, mm-hmm. and puffing and puffing down the road. So tell me how you kind of overcome right. that with, with what you guys offer. So we looked around the landscape on what bicycles were available. Our business partner at California Bicycles, been in the business for 45 years, not your typical bike store. And what do I mean by that is that I've been a customer of theirs, a partner of theirs for several years. Every couple of months, they change the displays of the store. Your experience is always different. And still to this day, they always treat me like I'm a new customer. So first and foremost, it's important to have a partner like that. When we went to them with Pedal Ahead, they said, well, we see that the bicycle you're going to put people on needs to be reliable. In that, there's a brand, Electra, the Electra Townie 7D Go, which Go indicates uh, the electric, and it's a pretty much a plug-and-play bicycle. And understanding that we're going to get various size, shapes, and skill levels of cyclists, we want to ensure that they have confidence in the product that we're getting, that they're getting. I've ensured that the product I'm getting from my distributor, California Bicycles, is reliable. Electra is a born and bred brand, say that three times fast, out of San Diego. (laughs) Um, And, again, it's plug and play. So the bicycle is 45 pounds, uh, a removable battery or battery that stays in place, charges quickly, gives you a range of 45 miles. If you try, if you test limits and your the modes of operation, you could get 60 miles. It's perfect for all weather conditions. Going back to the safety issues, one of the things that we did was we reinforced the tubes in the tires to give them a tire sealant. Uh, an extra layer of anti uh, uh, puncture resistance and the safety equipment. So it's to ensure comfort, safety, reliability. And I, I mean, I have to say that these bicycles are nearly indestructible and I'm not asking anybody or, or challenging anybody to destruct <laughs> one. <laughs> but in the, in the 36,000 miles that we've ridden, we've had, minimal minor issues that are instantaneously repairable. But also what we do in our program for all ages is we do training edification, send out maintenance tips. Um, You know, bicycles need to be maintained on a uh, a regular basis from a new bike or cable stretch to changing your brake pads later on. So if you're new to the program, we're there, we're answering the phone or calls, providing the assistance that's needed to make sure that you're going to meet your commitment with us because our commitment to you is, is, is nothing other than 100% support. So this bike, by and far, is uh, it's a step through. Um, we also have a, a step over, which is a, a bigger frame um, for the taller people, but Uh, You know, again, we came into this at a time when the pandemic was, there was a lot of uncertainty, but we're able to work with the manufacturer, work with our business partner, secure 200 bikes in a time where there's high demand. And the results have just been astonishing, again, by the data. 
and the usage and the testimonials that we've received from our, our participants. Yeah, that's incredible. So are there any plans to try to export this concept outside of the San Diego area? Absolutely. What we're looking at in the next two years to be fully uh, fully expanded within San Diego County. Now, technically or, or untechnical, we are in San Diego County because people have moved. Um, front, you know, we're in South, down in Otay and Chula Vista with a couple participants. We're up in San Marcos, but our primary focus has been the Mid-City District 4 area the underserved communities in, um, in, in central San Diego. So, but we we're, what we're looking at in the next two years to be a proper county entity, which means a thousand bicycles in total, um, having groups of participants and all of the supervisor districts. While we're fine tuning that model, it's to expand that model into other cities. Now, what we're looking at is approximately $1.5 million for 1,000 bicycles, and that would be the bicycle and operation cost per city. So mm -hmm. if we go through the major cities of San Diego uh, and even nationwide, I mean, it's, it's a bit of funding, but I'd say the residual impact is great, being that whether you're a veteran or a nurse or a uh, working at a machine shop or you work at a bike store, um, we have a bunch of participants from the YMCA, the healthcare, uh, the health benefits, the residual benefits from the healthy activity is second to none. And what we also think in talking about, as I was talking about the bicycle infrastructure, the more we have, to say the activism on through the pedal ahead side, I feel like we're more influential in the physical uh, maintenance and, and opportunities for bicycle infrastructure. So we're looking to flip that notion around to show municipalities, state governments, how electric bikes are far more efficient with existing infrastructure versus looking for voodoo dollars where it's still a big debate between cyclists and motorists and who has the right of way. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so how can we as a, as a veteran community and other folks in the community kind of support what you're doing with, with pedal ahead? Well, definitely um, looking at our social medias, um, sharing comments on social media, even testimonials from your own bicycle riding experience, even if it's not a, on an e-bike, if that's a traditional cyclist, or if it's I want to get into cycling for whatever reason it may be, share that information with us and where we're having a dialogue, we're having a, a, a broader conversation. On our end, as you had asked, we're working on the model for um, plug and playing our pedal head program into the VA, into other organizations, profit, not-for-profit organizations to increase their, their, um, their staff, employees, organizational integrity from healthy living, active lifestyles. So it's just, it's conversation, you know, and that conversation helps us that when we go out there with our proposals for this model, then we have that content and that those voices to back up the strength of what the, what, cycling as a whole 
um, how it's beneficial to our, our collective communities. Fantastic. Well, I know once, once this um, podcast goes, goes live on our site, we will definitely have all that information in there so people can do that. Um, and I want to thank you so much today for joining us. This, is, this has been um, really insightful and very interesting to see how this is working again as a recovering cyclist myself. It was something I always found frustrating was that people get pigeonholed into either being on a road bike or a mountain bike. But I love to see that there's an option out there. It's, it's doing great stuff, and it's having the impact that you know it would have, but also these fantastic unintended consequences. So I think that's going to oh, wrap yeah. us up for today, and I'm going to pass it back to Mally to kind of take us out here. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ed, for being a guest on our show today, and thank you, Paul and Dave, for another wonderful show. All links and contact information for Pedal Ahead and Rider Safety Visibility presented on today's show will be posted in the show description. As well, please feel free to contact us at training at Vets Beyond the Uniform or check out our website at uh, vetsbeyondtheuniform.com if you have any further questions. And thank you for tuning in and listening, and have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.